inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining in this new year. Now, one interesting topic we haven't talked for a long time is about tech talks, so how to speak technology in an inspiring and effective way. And we have a guest who really has a lot of experience into that, and now even he has his own presentation company. So today our guest is Boris Christoph. He is the founder of the presentation agency 356 Labs, and he's also a PowerPoint MVP. He has presented in more than 25 countries and has been rated as the top speaker uh, many of those times. Body has years of experience as a trainer, mentor, and consultant, and he and his team are working with companies like Deutsche Telekom, KPMG, Renault, VMware, and many others to help them write, design, and deliver truly effective presentations. His agency is also the only presentation agency in the world speaking at Microsoft Ignite, the biggest yearly event of Microsoft. And this year, they are the company behind the industry-leading presentation skills conference, Present to Succeed. Hello, Boris. Hey, Oscar. Thanks for having me and Happy New Year, Happy New year absolutely everyone. Happy New Year. It's great talking with you. It's actually the second time we're talking in this podcast was really like, uh, I think four years ago already, we talked for the first time. Yeah. So time flies. <laughs> yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> uh, so please, uh, please remind us a bit of your, how you um, ended being um, a presentation expert and having your own company. Please tell us, tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So if you, if you go back into my history, <laughs> you will find that I was an IT person and I just loved presentations. Okay. And because of that passion for presentations and my strive to kind of improve every single day and constantly search for new ways to improve my tech presentations, that opened a lot of doors for me back then in my IT career, meaning that I was able to speak all across the world, as you mentioned up until I was like 23 or 24 years old, I already traveled the whole world, became mm -hmm. like quite known in our own small industry, which was the SQL server, mm -hmm. is a Microsoft technology. And then something happened. There was a webinar that I delivered for a colleagues of mine in the US. And I told them how I approached my slide. It's something that I believe is a huge differentiator. Maybe we'll talk about this afterwards during the show and during the episode. And I just told them how I approach the design of, of my slides. And two or three months later, yet again, because I was delivering this, this kind of workshop very, very often for people here and there, uh, they send me this feedback. Hey, uh, you know what happened? I did this. We closed the deal with the customer or the customer was very impressed. I got um, promoted because of one presentation where, where I did all of this. And so when this happened, I asked myself, hey, isn't there a reason, like, shouldn't I try to convert that into business? Mm. And because I'm one of those people that more or less every single time when I don't do something, I question myself mm. what would have happened if I did it. 
I decided to try and see what's going to happen if I start a presentation agency. And here we are, uh, five or yeah, five years later. The company, as you pronounced it very correctly, absolutely correctly. <laughs> not many people do that, by the way. <laughs> many people say 365 laps. We are 356 laps, 356 laps. Uh, we are here, we are growing. Uh, it's almost 10 people. The team is now almost 10. And we are uh, now embarking on this journey also to deliver this incredible conference in April 2021. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. And remind me, what, what was the origin of the 356? The origin is, yeah, the origin of 356 is the first model of Porsche, the brand, oh. the car manufacturer. So the 356 is the first very commercial model of Porsche and it's very popular with its simplicity and the simplicity of its design. Mm. And this is something that we are really, we really associate ourselves with the simplicity of the presentations that we do. And we also associate a lot with Porsche in regards to who that company is, meaning that they are constantly innovating. They are constantly the, one of the top um, car manufacturers. They are constantly change, changing, etc. And so we are also being inspired by that organization and we try to be like them, but in our own our world, our way smaller world, meaning the world of presentations. And the lapse is the experiment, right? Mm. The, the idea that if back then I said to myself, if we're going to be doing a company, it needs to constantly push the limits of presentations, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So that's where 356 laps actually came from. Yes, and, and I can see, yeah, because I've been I've been following uh, your evolution. We haven't uh, talked so frequently, but I've, as I follow, I've yep. seen your uh, company. Now we have a podcast, fantastic podcast as well. And yes, I, I think it's true. You are always experimenting new things. I, I can see, I can see that that spirit. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. So. I want to hear more about your experience as a speaker in the in the tech industry. And as you mm. said, you were uh, early speaking about um, SQL, right? SQL SQL or some, I don't know if it's... Yeah, uh, SQL Server. That's yes. the Microsoft product, yeah. Exactly, SQL Server. Um, t tell me surely your, your evolution. So when you started to, to, to be uh, active, so speaking, and then yeah. a few years after that, so... How was your evolution as a speaker in, in tech? Well, it was an, an incredible change, I would say. And the main reason why that happened and why I changed and I would say I improved as a technical speaker was because I was so curious to understand how to make a presentation better. Uh, I was constantly asking people that impressed me in one way or the other hey like why did you do this is that intentional is it not like why are you approaching it this way etc so because i was exposed to so many conferences conferences and speakers mm -hmm. i was able to ask a lot of questions and kind of if you want if you wish monitor or observe a lot of presentations and drawing conclusions based on which one were which ones were the best and trying to understand why and what mm -hmm. made them the best. So I was constantly trying to improve and take ideas from everyone else and take the only the great ideas, right? So yes. every single 
next presentation that I was doing, I was trying to implement something new that I considered was a great idea or the speaker herself or himself told me it is a great idea and that's why they're doing it. So in regards to how I developed, I developed from just your regular technical uh, speaker who gets invited to a conference or gets approved to speak at a conference to being the top-rated speaker at multiple and many conferences all across the globe, uh, which tells you that obviously I did something well and obviously I took some ideas, implemented them well, presented in a specific way so that the audience at the end of the day said, hey, uh, this presentation was really the best one at the event. Of course, and I'll end with this, of course, there is a lot of politics behind which session becomes the top-rated session. It's not Mm. just the presentation skills of the person that's very important for everyone who is going to be listening to this one to not not be disencouraged, right? When you deliver a great presentation at a technical conference, especially the fact that it doesn't become the top-rated one could be for many, many reasons, right? It's not just because of you haven't done something well, it's about the organizers, it's about the topic, it's about how many people were in the room, it's about how the evaluation were how the evaluations were done. There are a lot of factors that can play into this into this game. So don't get disencouraged, don't get discouraged because your session didn't become the top rated one on every single event. It's not realistic. But my uh, my thoughts for everyone who is going to listen to that one, even though they are not technical speakers, maybe is to constantly try to look for inspiration and look for great ideas from other speakers and ask themselves, like, why is this person doing this? Like, what is the reason behind it? Is there a reason? And maybe even ask them, right? And then try to implement it in your own presentations, in your own talks, be that technical or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when when you mentioned, of course, that you were analyzing the, especially the, the good ones, the, the ones that... Uh, gave great presentation. Yeah, I I, f- I felt like it somehow did the same. So I was I get into mm. into this partly like that because I I watched some presentation and said, wow, these are they are really good. These are inspiring, and I want to learn more how how these persons did it. So this a curiosity to 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 find the the secrets. Um, if at this point with all this experience you have, what would be your top piece of advice? specifically for technical talks? Well, there could be many, of course, but if I have to stop at one or at two, let's Mm -hmm. say, (laughs) I would go with two. Uh, (laughs) If I have to stop on just a few of them, the first one is I just cannot scream loud enough (laughs) because I continue to monitor the tech industry and our customers, some of our customers at the agency are technical um, companies and software companies and IT organizations, etc. I cannot tell you how disappointed I am in the world <laughs> itself because of the fact that 10 years later, so I left more or less the technical world and I was in the technical world like before 10 years. And even today, 10 years later, the technical speakers and the technical presenters and not only, also the business presenters still do not care and still do not spend enough time on how they're building this their their slides. They improve tremendously in regards to understanding who the audience is, analyzing the audience, analyzing their needs, tailoring the presentation to those people's needs, understanding that the presentation is for them and not for is for the audience and not for them. 
they also improved, I would say, on the delivery, right? The public speaking skills, like they rehearse a lot. They spend a lot of time understanding the body language parts. Where should they move? Uh, how should they move? What should they do with their gestures, etc.? with their voice, posture, all of that. And that is great. That is so much needed, right? Yes. But the design, Oscar, like the design, why is that? Why does that continue to be such huge problem with people out there, especially with technical people? Um, that is the huge differentiator. And I'll tell you that even today in 2021, the biggest differentiator throughout the year will be for those speakers who take a book like, let's say, um, I don't know, something related to presentation design, like presentation Zen design, mm -hmm. right? Spend a little bit of time inspiring themselves with presentation design portfolios, if you wish. Just look at projects all over the web and try to mimic, you know, try to copy the ideas of those presentation designers or designers in first place. Because once you see great design, I like I like to say that you cannot unsee it, mm -hmm. right? It's so hard one see it once you have one presentation that's designed well it's very hard to go back you know it's it's just very hard for you to go back so i would say that the presentation design how you design your slides especially nowadays with those tools like canva pitch.com beautiful ai and all of the latest innovations obviously with powerpoint and apple keynote a magic move morph in PowerPoint, 3D models, on and on and on and on, give you just that incredible opportunity to design slides, even without being a designer, that are on a such high level that it's just impossible for them to not impress any audience, right? Because most of the speakers won't do that. And the person who does it will differentiate. And because it's the visual, right? And that your slides actually attack the visual sense of the audience, which is the strongest person human's sense that is becoming something that people rem remember and that is something that people can point to when they say hey this was the best presentation out there right if i have to stop on one it will still be maybe it's boring answer but it would still be the slide design the way your slides look if you have slides in first place right if you don't that's mm -hmm. another that's another story so presentation design is is, is the top for you and huge it is huge it is huge i mean it is the biggest missed opportunity for technical and not technical speakers hands down hands down like hands down <laughs> yeah when you start explaining that uh, one of the first things that came to my mind is well actually you are talking about an executive who is going to commission the the design to their marketing team or, or that, but then you start explaining mm -hmm. that there are tools today that which anybody could use and learn and and of course it's also good to know the the basic, right? You mentioned reading a presentation Zen design uh, to to understand also the basics and to be exposed to good examples. Um but it's so that's that's for you most of the speakers should learn more about presentation design and do their uh, and make their presentation slides uh, themselves that's uh, yeah i think that they should be doing themselves yeah mm -hmm. and i would support you in what you are saying that it is possible for everyone to learn the basics 
And my ask here for everyone is to not hire designers or hire agencies like us or outsource that in one way or the other. Do it yourself. Spend a little bit of time and you will be amazed by the fact that you can also do it, right? And the most important part here is that in order for you to do it, I really want you, everyone that's listening to this one, <clears throat> I, really, I really want you to open the books, open the websites, open the inspiration places which you find related to presentation design and copy them. Like really <laughs> copy them. Copy the position of the text box. Mm, yeah. Copy the fact that the image is full bleed image, right? That it's taking the whole slide. Copy the way the icons are positioned. Copy the fact that under the icons, there is small text box. Change the text in that text box. Change the icons and you with yours, mm -hmm. right? With the topic of your, of your choice. And you see that it works. Like, don't try to be a designer. Just mimic what is already there and just change it and adapt it to your own talk. It's not that hard. Like, it really is not. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I was also thinking the the last uh, conferences that I've been really attending and spending time seeing one after another. But it's true. There is, I would say it's a slight improvement compared to years years back, but still the majority are, well, average at least, not so not so impressive. There are exceptions, of course, but majority are just, just average in terms of presentation, design. And one, one thing... I, one extra question about this is what if the company you work for um, forces you to use a, a template? Well, that, that becomes tricky. Now, when you say that there is a template that has to be used, that becomes tricky. And I'll tell you why. It becomes tricky because most templates, and again, I just want to point that out um, before I say this, that unfortunately, when you are bound, when you're bound to the corporate template, most of the times, the corporate PowerPoint templates or Google site templates are not done well, mm. right? How do you know that a corporate template was not done well? It's a very easy check. Okay. The check is, is, is this template, when I start to use it, is this template helping me and saving me time at the same time to build beautiful designs without me being a designer? Yes or no? Mm. If the answer is yes, that template was done well. If it's no, then the template was not done well. Mm. I would tell you, and from what we see with all of our customers, from the smallest organization to the Microsofts and to the Deloitte's and all those organizations, that most of those organizations, it's, a, it's just an exception to the rule for you to see a properly built template. The reason, Oscar, for that, and again, I'm not pointing fing fingers to anybody. I'm just trying to explain to everyone why is that happening and hopefully you be able to point that to your manager and tell them, hey, okay, I'll use the template, but our template is done in this way and this way and this way. Can you reach out to that agency that did it for us so that they change it? The reason why, Oscar, they're, they're failing and the reason why the templates are not working is because the templates themselves are being built by brand agencies, mm -hmm. right? Brand agencies, they build the templates normally together with the whole brand identity. They build the logo, they build the website, they build the business cards, they build the envelopes, they build the notebooks, um, the notepads or whatever. And all by the way, in all of that, in that package, there is something that's called PowerPoint template. Let's build that one also. And they build a template which is 
completely not a template per se. There is a lot of science and a lot of things that happen so that you can name what you have as a properly built template. Now, people shouldn't care about that. They just need to be informed that if the template is not helping them, then it's not built well because a template should be helping the people that are using it, the users, the end users. Now, how are they going to adapt if they're in this situation? Well, it's tricky because now they have to figure out how to overcome some of the issues with that template. For example, some logos that are positioned in specific places where, which now oblige them to make their designs in a completely different way. I would say that they need to try. They need to try their best. And if something is not working, let them create it in the way that they believe it should be done. Following, of course, the brand's font and typography and following, of course, the brand's colors and shapes or specific elements. But then synchronize it with your manager, synchronize it with the people responsible, maybe with the PR, with the marketing team and tell them, hey guys, I really want to show ourselves, to show the brand, to show our company, to show that presentation and to present that in the best possible way. I have spent hours and hours trying to figure out how to navigate that template, but I'm not successful. Here is what I have done that I believe is even better and that will position ourselves in an even better way when people see it. Do you approve? Are you okay with that to make one time like to make that one time exception to not follow strictly the template, but to have that because you would agree that it's better, right? So I would approach it this way uh, because it's not a great idea to not follow the template and not also say anybody in an organization. Uh, and there could be even legal issues afterwards in some institutions and in some in some industries. So be careful and be mindful with that. Do your best. Show it to the people around you, especially to the managers and to the PR branding team. Talk with them openly and let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a great piece of advice, what you said. Um, sometimes it can be complicated, but it, it's, it's good to, to show it because it's for the benefit of the organization. You you mentioned already uh, earlier that you when you would start being active on on the stage in the in the tech industry you um, got the best from the from the best ones. And yep. If you can give few few names who are doing really good and and we can anybody can can find videos of these persons and and say okay these are good and I can borrow some ideas from them. Who would be? Um. For sure, like that's not like that's not impossible nowadays. Um, for the most commercial, for the most commercial presentations, I would say that one of the names that you really need to follow is for sure for everyone to follow, even if you like them or not. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, follow follow the guys at Microsoft and especially the product presentations that they are doing. Meaning this guy that's called Panos Panay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Satya Nadella, who is the CEO, but follow the presentations in the last few years of Panos. Uh, you will be absolutely amazed. I mean, you will be completely shocked how he presents technical information, product type of information when he is on stage. You will really be amazed. And I believe you can get a lot of ideas out of him. Uh, plus, there is a lot of material, right? He has done a lot of things 
Uh, he has done a lot of presentations nowadays, so you can explore all of his um, all of his presentations in the last, let's say, what few years, at least five years, maybe, yeah. without any without any problems. In regards to any other speaker, by the way, Oscar, have you seen Panos? Yeah, when yeah. he's presenting. Yeah, I've seen a few. few what do you times. think about him? He's very good. Yeah. If I can ask. Yes, yeah, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Panos is doing an inc- like just an incredible, incredible job. I mean, incredible job. So, the other the other person that I would go for, obviously from the commercial people, of course, I just quickly have to name, obviously, uh, Steve Jobs. Who, yep, it's again product type of person, but I would say that you have to take a look at who he was in regards to speaking and in regards to uh, presenting but also there that's someone that's very interesting for you to monitor and to analyze in regards to very technical speaking is a person whose name is scott hasselman Mm. scott hanselman uh, who worked for microsoft i believe i don't know whether or not he works for microsoft anymore but for sure, he worked for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I think he's still working for Microsoft. Scott with double T H A N S E L man. Han Selman. He has a lot of courses also on the topic of presentation skills. You can find them also on site, which is a great uh, library for every technical person with online courses. So those three, let's start with those three. Right. Let's start with the product, a little bit more business type of presentations with Steve Jobs and Panos, mm-hmm. but also at the very technical type of presentations where which you can see by delivered by Scott. He is a master in presenting technical information and you can steal a lot of ideas out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The three are, are great, definitely. I have seen l- less from Scott Hanselman, but yes, it's he's very, very good as well. Yes, absolutely. Yep. He is, really. And at least the, I haven't seen from, from Scott, maybe he, probably he also does, but definitely from Panos Panay and from Steve Joe, they had uh, amazing demos, product demos. So... Yep. What about demos? Could you give some piece of advice about uh, giving demos? I will jump to like being very technical here, um, going back to my career. And I would say, first of all, have backups of the demos. That's <laughs> extremely important. Um, I, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen somebody fail during the demo because the internet connection dropped or something happened. Always have backups of your demos. Uh, most of the times you want to create something like mp4 videos let's say screen capture them with a software like camtasia or uh, i don't know like quicktime player if you are on a mac or ScreenFlow or whatever mm-hmm. or at least figure out what's going to be the best way for you to recreate your demo if something fails right always be ready for a demo failure and always make sure that you have a backup in one way or the other so that people can see what you are what you promise them to show, what you promise to show them, right? Uh, otherwise, your reputation and your credibility disappears. And nowadays, I believe it's unacceptable to get to a technical talk and the demo, um, the demo just fails and the speaker does nothing about it. To me, that's completely unacceptable. I have never done that, mm. and I have just once in my career needed my backups. But trust mm. me, when I did need them, it was in Paris, uh, which is obviously. 
a popular city and it's a big city so you don't want to fail there and <laughs> people were amazed by the fact that I tried to fix obviously the internet connection to Microsoft Azure and the fact that I was trying to reach those servers but it was not happening the Microsoft Microsoft's cloud back then was just unaccessible and it was down as people say so I played videos and I was pausing them on every 30 seconds to explain to the audience what they're seeing right and you will be blown away by how people reacted afterwards and what the what the evaluation of that session was just because I was actually prepared for it right so that one is going to be my first one the second one is for those technical a very technical people who show code in their presentations I'll be very quick here to say hey no matter what you use no matter whether or not you use visual studio netbeans eclipse um Visual Studio Code or SQL Server Management Studio or whatever you may be using, first, make sure that the code can be seen very, very easily, which means that you need to turn on the presentation mode in your software if there is such, or you need to level up, just go up in the font size, meaning just make the font of the code bigger so that people can see it very easily. And what's more, make sure that the selection color, right? Um, when you select a piece of code, that selection color is such that doesn't make the code that you're selecting disappear. That Many people say, Boris, these are details. I know they are details, but that makes a presentation, the top rated presentations, a presentation when all of the details are considered, mm-hmm. right? I have seen this from a person whose name is Paul Randall. He was uh, working for Microsoft back then, and he was the first person I saw that he was he changed the color of the selection. So when he was marking the code that he mm-hmm. was explaining, it was not blue anymore, which was the default in SQL Server Management Studio, which was a problem because some of the uh, some of the keywords in Management Studio were blue, and when you select them with blue, well, you don't see them, yes. right? He was using this very light yellow, and when I saw it, I was like. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I'll immediately change it. So have backups of your demos every single time. Don't don't use it, but know that they are there, which will make you way more confident in your delivery. And then if you're if you are showing code, make sure that the font is big enough. Sometimes many times you need to go bigger than the standard of the IDE of the integration development environment. Uh, and change the selection color so that when you mark code, it the code that you selected can be easily seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely two two great pieces of advice. So the first one, uh, having a backup, preparing for the unexpected because one day one day will happen <laughs> if you do if you're active, one day it will happen. And in your case, as you said, you had a video which you can play in post, and that make you look like like a pro and. That's why you, you you stood up yep. in in that conference and, and and you can feel right. You see someone uh, making all this preparation to make sure that the demo, the presentation is going to be, um, it will be successful anyway. That shows you a lot, and that already convinces us that this is the person to follow. This is the company I should uh, work with, etc. So, yeah, excellent, excellent piece yeah. of advice. So now moving to these um, new times we are, that there's a lot of uh, virtual presentations. Um, 
what are the main things that uh, a presenter, imagine that someone here in this is invited, so in few days, few weeks, is going to present in these virtual conferences. Um, what are the main things to consider? Well, I think that we'll need a separate episode for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, um, yes. Yeah, there, there are a lot. The first thing is for people to understand that presenting virtually and presenting in person is very different. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, unfortunately for every one of us, presenting virtually is way more difficult than presenting in person. Mm -hmm. I am still amazed that people think that it's easier. Yes. But it's completely <laughs> not easy. It is very, very difficult. Of course, Oscar, right? Of course, if you want to do it right. Right? Yes. If you want to do it right. Um, I would say that first of all, if I name if I have to name three things, let's go quickly. The first thing is to level up your hardware. That is a true differentiator. I would invest first in microphone, mm -hmm. second in camera, right? Mm -hmm. That would be the big two. Of course, if you can get proper lighting, set up the background behind you to be to represent you in a great way, absolutely. Uh, do that also. But first investment is microphone. You do that investment once and you use that microphone forever. So spend the 150, 200 euros on a great microphone. Bui Eddie is one of the great microphones by Logitech. Uh, it's a company purchased by Logitech, so it's under their brand. Mm -hmm. um, and web camera or even a DSLR camera that you can connect very easily with, with your computer nowadays or even buying something like Logitech Brio, uh, which is the 4K camera of Logitech. Again, you buy it once, you forget about it forever, like you use it forever. So level up your hardware because the way, the way you look, the way you sound is your first impression, right? It's like quotes. Like you and people buy sometimes expensive clothes because mm -hmm. it makes an impression. When you yes. go on a video call, how you look and how you sound is your first impression and you want to create a great first impression. From there, I would say that when you're planning what you're about to say, when you're planning your story, you need to plan for way more engagement than before, meaning that you need to add a lot of moments in, let's say, an hour because most tech talks are 30 or an hour um, in length, right? So like an hour long. So for an hour, you have to play for a lot of things to happen, meaning you have to have slides, you have to have demos, you have to have a lot of interaction with the audience. That is not the same as before. In an in-person presentation, you see the audience, you can adapt to them, you can see their reactions, you can read their faces, you can read their body language. With the, in, with the virtual, most of the times, people are not even turning their cameras on during a conference. And that doesn't then that is making your life super hard. That's why I want you to think about, hey, how can I incorporate throughout that one hour at least three or four times for me to ask them something so that they reply in the chat? How can I bring up at least one or two times a poll so that I kind of ask them, what do you think about this and that? How can you make sure that, let's say, you have a moment in the presentation where you ask somebody to raise hands you ask a question and you ask the audience who has uh who you ask people in the audience to raise hand if they have an they have an opinion so that they can unmute themselves and talk those types of interactions are so much needed in the online world and you really need a lot of those just plan for them plan where you are going to incorporate them and spread them more or less 
spread them across the presentation in equal time frames, right? Just spread them across the talk and you'll see how people will stay engaged. And to finish, Oscar, I will finish with that one, the design. The design is different. Just remember and mark my words on this. Now, making your presentation super visual and super simple is even more important because people are going to look at your presentation from various devices. This is not a conference anymore where everyone is looking at the presentation in the way you want it to look, meaning that they are staring at one big screen and every everyone looks at that big screen. Now everyone is on a 25-inch monitor, 20-inch, 17-inch, or on a tablet or <laughs> on their mobile phone. And your slides need to work on each of those formats, meaning they need to work on the smallest possible, meaning an iPhone or a Samsung device or whatever, which tells you <laughs> now, which tells you that the design should be very, very simple and super visual, right? So wow. that is something <laughs> that I really want everyone to consider. Yeah. Well. That's the starting point, let's say. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I agree with everything, especially this last one you haven't thought so much that... Some people will be watching mm. you in the most complicated cases in, in your phone with this look very, very small. Have to be prepared for that. So now please tell us about this uh, virtual conference that is coming pretty soon in a couple of months. Present to Succeed. Yeah, Present to Succeed is a dream come true for me. I was planning to do that and I had this idea for maybe more than two years now. And It's just that the moment arrived and yet again, I asked myself, like, what will happen if I don't do it? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's see what happens. So what we are trying to build and what we are building actually is the largest premium presentation skills event for the business person in the world, right? We have invited the top storytellers, the top presentation designers, the top public speakers in the world to share their ideas, share their wisdom, share the tips and tricks that they use to build, to prepare, design, and deliver truly effective presentations. We are going to execute this in two days, right? This conference itself is two days. Each day has two tracks. The first day is storytelling. The, sec the, the first day is storytelling and presentation design. The second day is public speaking and tools and productivity type of sessions. And... We are going to execute that on a very high level, meaning in regards to the overall execution, the platform, the website, the branding, every single interaction, everything is super, super premium. As you can see it on the website, we actually won an award for uh, best design of the website. Now wow. our website uh, is one of the 15 top websites in, um, and it's featured on the platform that we actually built it on, which is called Wix and more or less Editor X. Editor X is the latest technology of Wix. And still, we are going to keep the price super low so that many people can be exposed to that, to that knowledge. And what I mean when I say low, I mean just 49 euros. The 49 euros is the starting price. Like the fact that we are going to have people who cost thousands and thousands of euros for you to listen on the prices of 49 euros is just mind-boggling. Like we constantly receive feedback from people that they haven't seen a lineup like that mm -hmm. before. And they cannot find any lineup like that because an event like this was never done, right? So I cannot wait for this event myself. 
Uh, there are also masterclasses for masterclasses that are on the day before the conference on the 15th of April, uh, which is uh, which are again storytelling, presentation design, data visualization, and public speaking. So they're limited to 15 people only. So people can find a lot about the conference at, at presenttosucceed.com. And I would invite everybody because I back then was dreaming of having a conference like this and nothing like this was even well, getting even close. Now we have a full-blown event touching on every single topic and every single thing that you need to know to build a success, to build and deliver a successful presentation. And it's just super, super cheap. And yet you'll be exposed to the best in the industry. Yeah, it looks it looks really impressive. I have a look at the website, and I'm not surprised that you even get a design award of because of that. Yeah, fantastic conference that is coming just in a couple of months from now. Um, Boris, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? I was waiting for that moment for so long. <laughs> uh, I would go with a quotation that's not related to presentations. I found it very recently in <laughs> the book of somebody that I truly admire, um, a person who is in the marketing field, probably everyone or most of you who are listening to this one know this person. His name is Seth Godin. So he recently published a book that's called The Practice. And on page 30 or 40, there was this quote that when I saw it, I screen share, I screenshotted it and sent it even to our team. So the quote is, do what you love is for amateurs. Love what you do is the mantra of professionals. Mm. Think about that. I get goosebumps even when I say this. Do what you love is for amateurs. Love what you do is the mantra of professionals. That is probably the best quote of that I have ever, ever read. I mean... Wow, that is so well said. Yeah, at least in my opinion. Right? That's just my opinion. It's a good one, and it's a fantastic use of words as well. Very rhetorical as well. Fantastic. Mm. Could you recommend us one book in particular for us? Without yours, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, if it's if it's if it has to be related to a presentation, to the presentation world. I would recommend um, for people to see the books of the author whose name is Kendall with double L, Kendall Heaven, uh, both Story Proof. Read that one first and then Story Smart. Then read that, read Story Smart afterwards. Uh, if it's for presentations, this is all about storytelling and the science behind it. You'll be blown away. Kendall Heaven, by the way, will be will deliver both a masterclass and a session at the conference, mm -hmm. but read his books. They are just phenomenal. And if it's about business or just way of living, way of like lifestyle type of book, I would say uh, some a book that's by an author that's called Tim Grover, uh, who was the personal coach and the personal trainer of athletes like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. His book um, is called, uh, whoa, how was it called? Tim Grover. What was the name of the book, Oscar? Like that Oops. is crazy. Let me check that one. I haven't read that one. Jesus, <laughs> I will tell you, just give me uh, two seconds and I will tell you how the book is called. Relentless, Oscar, Relentless. Oh, Relentless. Right. The book is called Relentless. So, Kendall Heaven, Story Proof and Story Smart and Tim Grover, Relentless. These are the books that right. I would highly recommend everyone. 
Okay, excellent. I haven't, I haven't heard of, of those. My, my, it sounds really, really, really interesting. So finally, I would like to ask you to leave us with a routine to shine. You know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, for me, the most important thing that I always try to remind myself and to, to kind of emphasize to everyone that's around me is something that you may find boring or something that you may find, hey, everyone says that. But if everyone says it, there is a reason for it. Mm -hmm. I would say just be super curious. Be interested in learning more. Every single, there shouldn't be a day when, like there shouldn't be a day without you learning something new. Just be curious about the world. Be curious about the industries around you. Be curious about the people around you, their roles, their world, their life. What problems are they facing? Just expose yourself to that knowledge because the more you get exposed to the different worlds that are out there, the better you become in everything that you do, in your communication, in your presentations, and overall in the way that you see the world. Mm -hmm. So be always exploring the, the other worlds that you don't know so much. So you'll be always learning. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks a lot for, for this interview, telling us more about your, your, your stories, personal stories in the tech and also the new things that you are building, like this amazing conference that is coming. Please let us know how people can um, get in touch with you or learn more about you. I think the fastest way for you to find me is li on LinkedIn, Boris Christoph with H at the beginning. You can find me there very, very quickly. Otherwise, the company, as you said at the beginning, is 356 Labs. You can find what we are doing there, 356labs.com. And now the conference, obviously, present to succeed, oneword.com. We are waiting and we're inviting absolutely everyone who cares about presentations. Excellent. And the dates, remind us the date for the present, uh, present to succeed. The event starts at the 15th of April. 15th, we have the masterclasses. They are not mandatory. They're very like they are very limited to 15 people each 15 seats each and then the real conference is on the 16th of april which is friday and the 17th of april which is saturday and of course everyone will have access to the recordings afterwards if they miss or skip something or yeah just miss to see because they are busy and just miss a session excellent again thanks a lot boris for this and all the best and happy new year Yeah, thanks for having me, Oscar. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>